Hey, it's Last Name Good here. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about Lander. That's Lander.com, L-A-N-D-R.com. They do audio mastering, but not in a way that you're really expecting. Uh, mastering makes your music sounds polished and professional. You need it, you know, if you want to compete in, in the arena, the big arena of music. So uh, using an engineer, you know, it can cost anywhere between 150 bucks to 10000 a song, honestly. But Lander Audio has made an algorithm that does the same thing for a fraction of the cost. Actually, about $4 a month is where it's starting at. So it's the fastest, the cheapest, best option on the market. And they make your music sound accessible to everyone. It works by using artificial intelligence to analyze your track, and then it performs the same process and steps as a real engineer would use. So you can try it for free and to be a supporter of the Straight Out the Den podcast. So here's how you can do it. Uh, go to join.lander.com. So that's join.lan dr.com slash sodd you go in there you're going to get two free waves of your master if you want to know what it really sounds like check out this audio clip and let me know your thoughts now what you're hearing right now is an unmastered track compared to a, a professional master track mastering in the final boost and polishing music needs to sound radio ready Usually, you know, like I said, mastering can cost anywhere between 150 bucks to 10000 per song, depending on the engineer, of course. But what you've just heard right now is mastered by Lander using the artificial intelligence. And all you have to do is go to Lander.com. Once again, use my promo code join.lander.com slash S-O-D-D. You're going to go there, try mastering your own music for free today. Join.lander.com dot com slash s-o-d-d landers l-a-n-d-r we greatly appreciate it and look you're not just doing me a favor and i'm not the only person that vouched for it disney warner music nas everyone's favorite mc at some point and a ton of others but i personally use it and i personally vouch for it so once again to be a supporter of the Straight Out the Damn podcast, go to join.lander, that's L-A-N-D-R dot com slash S-O-D-D. What's good, people? Welcome to the Straight Out the Damn podcast. I'm your host, last name Good. Uh, so look, just a quick follow-up or catch-up, I guess you could say, to what's been going on. Went on vacation last week, a much-needed vacation. Me and my wife, we went to Denver, first time in Colorado. Uh, got a chance to see the mountains, which was beautiful. Uh, went to the Miller Coors uh, plant, I guess, or brewery. Had a chance to sample some, a couple of beers there. Man, I actually went to the Blue Moon brewery there, which is one of my favorite beers. And I found out that Blue Moon actually started at Coors Field. Um, and I went there as well and actually got a chance to see uh, the record-setting home run by Trevor Story, 505. Uh, foot home run so that was pretty neat man that was like I said that was the first time being in Colorado I did go to one of the dispensaries I'm not a smoker but I wanted to see what it was all about and it was pretty interesting just the organization of things were pretty cool man and I recommend anybody going to Denver I think it's a cool city uh it's it's super flat I I didn't think it was going to be that flat but it is it's super flat and you know of course you can see all the mountains in the background but uh great vacation a much needed getaway um been going like 100 miles per hour so just having a little time 
uh, to ourselves was like pretty good. And no kids too. Like Jade was at her grandmother's house, which was even cooler just to, you know, go away and have no responsibilities, <laughs> if you can say. But uh, we're back, full effect. If you're listening to this on Thursday, September 13th, pull up to the music room if you're in Atlanta. We are live at the music room for They Don't Dance No More. It is a dance party. You're strongly encouraged to come and dance. So if you, if you want to stand on the wall, stay home. Uh, we want you dancing. We want you sweating. We want you to just have a good time. Not really caring about all the social media and all of that. Like, just really come and have a good time. I think um, that doesn't happen as much as it should happen nowadays. And we want to introduce that that new vibe of partying again. So, uh, Music Room tonight, September 13th. If you're in Atlanta, pull up. It's only $5 entry. going to have a good time. There's cheap beer. Uh, cheap drinks, so we want to make sure to create that atmosphere where people can have a good time, let loose. So if you've been having a rough work week, really come there with like 15 bucks and you'll have a great time. Like it's $5 entry and there's super cheap beer, so you'll have a good night, trust me. Uh, DJ Five Me Up is on the ones and twos and I'm going to do a special set as well. So um, it's been a while since I've been on the tables in Atlanta. So pull up have a good time man i encourage you all to show up uh bring your mom bring your sister it's a 21 and up party of course but hey if you're 21 and up you should definitely be at the music room tonight doors open up at eight o'clock uh in addition to they don't dance no more then music fest denmusicfest.com is going down november 26th uh we're gonna have a great time a lot of special um a lot of a lot of things planned that I don't want to announce just yet, but the lineup will be announced very soon. At least the initial lineup uh, will be adding more people as time goes on, um, and there's still time to submit to perform. If you're interested in performing, just go to DanMusicFest.com, scroll down and click the um, apply button, and make sure you read the caveat. If you're rapping over your vocals don't apply Um, if you don't have a dope live performance don't apply we're vetting that process super super tough we only want the best of the best indie talent we're giving you a shot but if you're not dope or if you're early on and you're just trying to figure it out it's just not time yet and that's cool next year might be your time but right now we want the creme de la creme of the indie um, artists all over the globe so it doesn't matter where you're from if you can get to Atlanta, November 26th, then you should definitely apply uh, to perform at Dead Music Fest. Uh, so, with that being said, we've been putting out this thing where we call like Dead Music Fest Education, right? And for those that don't know, Dead Music Fest, straight out of Dead, they're hand in hand. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things where everything's together, really. And uh, that education portion has always been important for Straight Out the Den. But, uh, you know, people that are new coming to uh, Den Music Fest, we don't want you to think that this is just a music festival. We are here to help indies. It's cultivating indie music and art, right? So we want to be a part of the entire process. So what exactly does that mean? If you have questions, if you're trying to figure out 
you know, being an indie artist is not the easiest thing in the world, right? A lot of people want to be artists, but they don't really know or have the tools to, to really make themselves into the best indie artist that they can possibly be. So a lot of people just kind of go willy-nilly and just trying to figure it out and, and like, hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna go and figure it out as we go. And that's cool, but in the midst of that process, we want to be able to help you out. Uh, and so you, you, you have some bit of a, of a focus. And so I'll tell you, right, right now we have um, nearing about 70 people, no, about 65 people that have um, applied to perform, right, who submitted. And I'll be un, very honest with you. There's been more than a handful of people that submitted and have broken links. Now, what's a broken link? That's a link that does not work. If I click on your link, it's going to take me to an error page. It's going to take me to a place where I need to log in. I had a couple of people that their website, because I made it required to have your website. At this stage of the game, I need a website. I need somewhere where I can see who you are, see your music, listen to your music, watch you perform. And for some odd reason, people were putting broken links. I couldn't, I clicked on the link, our team, someone from our team clicked on the link, and they can't see anything. And that's the worst thing could happen because, guess what? I'm going to be very honest with you. If your links don't work, I'm not spending time going through the rest of the application. Because we have to see your performance, right? And this goes with anybody. This is not just Dead Music Festival related. This is any any application per se right if you're going to fill out the application make sure you're filling out the application with the correct information without doing that you're missing out on vital a vital chance to be a part of whatever you're applying for in this case it's the music fest so uh, for those people that are looking to to apply hey make sure you submit the correct link so what does that mean what does that look like for you Type your link into to Google, Chrome, or Internet Explorer, Safari, whatever browser you're using. Click the link first. Check the link first. Make sure that the link is actually working. And note, so another thing that I saw, there's people that are submitting stuff that, as their website, that is on another website that you have to log into, right? And I won't say the website just in, just in case. I don't want to know bad blood or anything like that. But if that's you... And you know that's you. You have to be members of those websites in order to see your information. Or you're just sending us the wrong link. So if that's you, correct it and submit again. Because I guarantee if we click on a link and it's not working, you're not going to get that shot that you were hoping for. All right? So that's part of that's first the first part of it, like knowing how to fill out an application. And it goes all the way back to like trying to get a job interview. I remember being a, a kid in high school and I just so happened to go to a school that was big on like hey learn how to fill out applications when I went to college the same thing happened they were teaching us about like learn how to fill out applications when you're going for these jobs because if you don't fill it out with the, the correct information you're only serving yourself a disjustice right so or disservice I probably said that all wrong but you guys know exactly what I'm talking about so in addition to that, some questions that were asked, we put a question on a poll, like, hey, indie artists, what areas do you feel you need help in? Uh, and so far, we got a couple of people that 
answered, right? And one of the com- most common thing was one was fan base. I'll, I'll give you that. And the other was like, hey, how do I go about getting booked for tours and shows? And, and we've had podcasts that we talked about both of those topics. But, you know, some people are new to the podcast, so we don't want, want you to feel left out. And I'm not going to tell you to go and look through the archives and, and find that episode. So I'll just give you a little bit of that detail here on this week's episode. So number one, if you you're, you're if you have the question, like, how do I get put on the shows and, and book for tours? The most important thing that I can tell anyone is your best bet. Number one is learn how to put together a good show. Learn to put together a solid show. There are so many people that want to be grade A performers and be on these, you know, top of the top, the best shows. And truthfully, they just don't know how to perform yet. You'll get that opportunity, but you have to learn how to perform. You can't leave it up to just chance and stepping out on stage and just figuring it out like no you have to learn how to perform so what that is for you is figuring out the best set possible right so if you're an artist that you just released a project uh, let's say you're you're at the beginning you're a brand new artist this is the, the best tip that I can give any brand new artist don't perform that many songs keep your set relatively short not too short, not a one song you can get off stage, but keep it relatively short. And within that keeping it short, you also want to make sure you have something that people can identify with. So here's a little trick that I learned that, that I'll share with you and hopefully it makes sense for you. Take whatever song that is is hot at, at the time, right? And not the hottest record, but a record that is recognizable. So if you live in Atlanta, taking a record like Elevators will work for you. Everybody in Atlanta knows Elevators. If they've been listening to music for the past decade, they've heard Elevators at some point. It's a very recognizable record. Take that. Use that as your intro record. Spit acapella over that, right? That's your intro. That's how you walk out on stage. So now, not only do you have people attention with a familiar song, if you're dope enough, you're performing that familiar you're performing a song over that um familiar instrumental and now you you've sparked some type of interest because people can't i don't don't know what it is maybe it's science but people cannot act like they don't know a record that they like if they hear a beat that's recognizable they will react it's just it's it's proven i don't know why these are not just you know facts that are throwing out just as a dj i know that when you play something that people haven't heard in a while that they grew up with if there's a sense of nostalgia they're included automatically so use that as like your cheat code then after that and keep that short that can be something like a minute so you're playing elevators you're rapping acapella over over um elevators and then after that minute minute and a half you get right into the record that you want people to know right right into that record so now you're doing that that's your full record maybe three minutes so now you're at a four and a half five minute performance you end that performance with something that'll touch somebody's soul and what i mean by that you you do a record that's very relatable to people 
and also very personable to yourself. So this could be a record talking about your life. This could be a record talking about a relationship. Everybody has a relationship, no matter you know who you are, white, black, gay or straight, you've been in a relationship for the most part. So they can relate to some of the things that are going on in the relationship. Now you don't have to use this, but this is just an example. Find a record in your catalog that you feel that will absolutely relate to everybody. Now, once you have that, you have that record, you have the things that are people going to be able to relate to, you're starting to build that cheat code, right? You're building the cheat code of performing. So you kicked it off by doing something that people know and, and feel. You go into the record that you want everybody to know. It's a new record. It's like, hey, this is the beginning of me. I want you guys to get a, get a chance to know me. Here you go. And then you leave people with something that'll touch their soul. Now you've given them three different layers of emotion. You came with, with the record that you want people to know more than likely has some type of energy in it to where, you know, it's, it's your single, quote unquote, right? It's that record that you're pushing strongly, you feel strongly about. So more than likely you put time and effort into creating that record, right? Then on top of that, you're giving them something that's very relatable. So now they, they are in, in the spirit and, and feeling and emotion of like, okay, this, this guy or girl, like they care about what's going on right now. And so you've done all of these things and you end by doing something very simple. Hey, thank you um, for your time. If you like what you heard here, Follow me on all social, social uh, follow me on all things social media, and let's let's talk, engage, whatever your spill is, figure that out. But keep it short, concise. You don't have to be long-winded. And um, here's something that that I I want you to learn to not do, and it's very easy to do because it's a comfort level thing, right? People do it all the time. Hey man, I got one more song, and I'm gonna get out y'all hair. All right, this is my last song. All right, I'm about to be out of here. All of these things, I'm going to tell you what they do. It, number one, it shows that you're, you're new to performing. It absolutely shows that you're new to performing. The other thing that it does, it shows insecurity. And forgive me, I'm, I'm recording on my phone and I'm walking outside right now. But it shows insecurity. It shows you that you're, you're ready to get off stage. And if you're a performer, you're a live performer... The last thing that you want to do is get off stage, right? The whole point of being there is to perform. So why do you want to get off stage? So you have to think about those things. That's the way it looks. You might not feel like that, but that's exactly the way it looks. When you're telling people, all right, I got one more song before I get out of here. It, it makes people feel in a sense that like, oh man, what's the hurry up? You're starting to, to decide for people whether or not they like your music or not. And you don't want to decide for people. You want them to decide whether or not they like your music. So don't hit them with the, all right, I'm about, I'm about to get out of here. Regardless of the nervousness and how things may appear to be going, some people are quiet when they're looking at performances. That doesn't mean that they don't like what you're doing. That could just mean that's the way that they interpreted music. That's the way that they listen to music. 
So don't don't fall in the trap of, oh man, no one is, they're not moving, they're not reacting. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're giving a bad performance. That could mean that you're giving such a great performance that they're actually listening and paying attention to what you're doing. So don't don't allow that nervousness of quiet to deter you from putting on a great performance. So the other thing what you want to do, once you have a, a nice set together, and like I said, if you're brand new, two to three songs, I don't care who you are, 30-minute sets are overrated when no one knows the music and you're not a dynamic performer. You have to understand, to keep someone's attention, we're in a short attention span society. To keep someone's attention for that long, right now we've been talking for about 18 minutes. Hopefully I've done a good job of keeping you engaged and, and your attention. But the truth is, if you're not in, if you're not engaged or if you're not interested within uh, a minute, you've clocked out. You want to do something else, right? And so that's what we're here about. You got to understand that you're fighting a new battle. It is not the same battle of before when you can put out an entire album and think people are going to listen to it. You're new. You're still learning how to market yourself. So right now, keep things short and sweet. If you're too long of a performer, if you're going up there for 30 minutes and performing all new material with nothing that's recognizable, no beats that are, are recognizable to people, I guarantee people are going to drown you out. And I don't care how great of a rapper or singer that you are. People just people tend to to lose interest in what they don't know just yet. Right. We're in a popularity game, unfortunately. And if you're not, quote unquote, the popular person initially, you're going to have people just kind of like, "Eh, okay, it's cool. I'll get back to it. It's just it is what it is. And so, like I said, the way to truly combat all of that is to just know like, hey, know your limitations, know where you are, know who you are as a performer and go with it, go along with it and figure it out. And don't get discouraged on um, where you're at. Don't get discouraged on, oh man, they're not listening to where I'm at. All of those things, all of those things can, can be figured out along the way. But if you keep it short and sweet, those wanna, that's one thing that you don't have to worry about. You don't have to focus on, man, it's taking forever. That feeling of it's taking me forever to get off stage, right? Because we've all been there. I guarantee your your favorite performer has been had that feeling of like, oh man, let me hurry up and get off stage. Guarantee it. And I know you might not think it. You might not think Jay-Z's had that experience of like, uh, it's not going well tonight. Let me hurry up and get off stage. No, I guarantee Jay-Z, Jay-Z's been there too, man. So Um, don't get discouraged off of that. What you want to do is make sure that you're putting together the best possible show. Um, And those things come together with time. So like I said, once you get that, those areas down packed, now you're ready to focus on getting booked for for tours and shows. Most people want to jump right to the booking agent, and that's not a bad idea, but I guarantee that any booking agent that's worth it is going to have you go through all of these steps that we're talking about now. They're not going to take a chance on you if, if you're not a good performer. It's going to make them look bad, right? You got to think about it from their perspective. 
what is my incentive to have you as a booking, uh, um, as, as, you know, someone that I work with? What's my incentive for me to go out and work for you if you're not a good performer? So that's the first step. You got to get your performance down pat. You got to figure out who you are as an artist and how do you want to perform to these people, right? And so hopefully that kind of speaks to that. Now, the other question about building a fan base it's, it's a very detailed explanation. There's not a clear and cut solution. There's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of making mistakes. There's a lot of, quote unquote, just trying to figure it out. Uh, but there are some things that you can do in the process to figure it out. Um, the first thing is, before you can build a fan base, you got to identify who your fan base is right and I have this thing it's called finding your avatar and I got that information from um, entrepreneur on fire John Lee Dumas I think is his name and if I'm misquoting him I apologize but um, the important thing of finding your avatar is so important and so important to the point where I can't stress it. If you're in a space right now where you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, that's cool. But figuring out your avatar is imperative to building a fan base. So what that means is you want to be as detailed as possible about who you're speaking to, who your audience is. And so it may sound crazy, but knowing where your, your, your ideal fan likes to shop, knowing what they like to wear, knowing what they look like, knowing like, hey, did they go to college or not? As much information as possible that you can do of your fan. So I mean, get very specific, build that avatar. Like, so I don't wanna hear 18 to 35. That's everybody's audience just about, 18 to 35. Be more specific. Tell me that they're 20 years old, they're focusing on getting out of college, they don't have a lot of money. They're looking for a job. They like to wear Air Max, you know, 95. Like they, all of these things are helpful. And I'll tell you why in just a second. But you want to get as much details, as many details as possible about your avatar. And the real reason why you want to get that information is because A, the more the more information that you have about your avatar, your ideal fan, the less discouraged you'll be. So sometimes you may find yourself in a in a venue performing and no one's moving. And you're like, man, why why is this going on like this? And then you look around the room, you realize like, oh, they're not my fan base. And the perfect example of that would be if you're somebody that's very militant in your in your music very motivating in your music you have a very specific message then a crowd of 40 year olds is probably not gonna you're not gonna move them and what I mean by that is that by the time you're 40 in this life you pretty much got your mind made up on who you want to be you're not changing a 40 year old's mind on too many things they believe what they believe right they've experienced just enough life to know that 
hey, this is who I am. They know who they are as a person, right? So you're not going to be able to sway them in their opinions as, as much as you'll be able to sway someone's in college. Because if you're in college, you're still trying to figure it out, right? Once you're 18, 19, 20, you're finally away from your parents. You're living on your own um, or at least in a dorm. You're trying to, you know, figure out, man, do I like this? Or is this something that my parents like and I just kind of, you know, went along with it? And so you're really figuring out who you are. And so if, you're, if your message is very militant or um, very motivating and, and persuasive, then, yeah, you want to look into a younger market because you have time to kind of shape and mold who they are, right? Going to perform in front of a bunch of 40-year-olds 40, 40 and even 35 and up, man, like, you're wasting your time for the most part because you're not going to sway their opinion that much. Now, you might find a few people in the crowd that believe the same thing you believe, and, and that's cool, right? But if you, if that's not true, then you got to move on. Now, if you're somebody just talking about investing, right, you're talking about um hey, how to move your money and make more money, then that might be a better audience. The 35 and up crowd may be a better audience because, A, they've been in their career now for, for at least 10 years. They probably figured out, they, they've got over the hill of like, all right, I'm done with blowing my money. I'm probably paying off of most of my debt at this point. Um, I've got kind of stable. I might have a family, marry, maybe have a kid or two at this point investing is right on my radar right now it makes sense to talk to that age group because they're they're focused they're in tune with what's going on they don't have time to go out and dance all night like that's not what they're gonna do like no we're we're not doing the dance music at, at 40 right and if we are it's very specific dance music is music that they probably grew up on that creates a nostalgia moment so if you're doing something like that you may be able to catch their attention a little bit more but for the most part they're stuck in who they are they're not changing too much of anything. They may adjust some things that they're doing just to increase where they're at, right? So you have to know who your audience is in order to start creating and building a true fan base. You have to know these things. And if you're not willing to take out the time to do that, then you're shooting yourself in the foot and it's going to take a while for you to get to the goals that you're, that you're writing down and trying to accomplish. So build that avatar. I mean, find out the craziest of details. If you think it's a crazy detail, write it down. I mean, anywhere from like, hey, where do they like to go and get their hair cut? And that may sound funny, but hey, some people might want to go to the swag shop, Killer Mike swag shop. Some people might want to go to Supercuts, right? And so we know Supercuts and swag shop, completely two different, completely audiences. So now I know how to treat that fan. Everything down the detail to the type of merch that I'm putting out, right? Remember what I said about you have people that are broke. They don't have that kind of money. So if you have, if that's your target, stop trying to get them to buy $80 sweatshirts, man. They don't have that kind of money. Instead, do cheaper merch, right? Find a way that I can make $10 shirts, that I can sell $10 shirts. Not make, but sell $10 shirts. Because that's all the money that they have. Now, there's nothing wrong with being able to grow. But right now, you got to know your audience. If your audience is not making money, why are you trying to get them to buy the most expensive things? 
you can't put on your own show and charge $20 if your fan base doesn't have the $20, right? It's just, it just, it is what it is. You might have to start off by doing a show with, and, you know, it's free pizza or the entry is canned goods or whatever. Like, just be creative, be smart, but know who your audience is. If you're a bunch of college kids, then, yeah, you're probably going to have to give them an incentive to show up. Number one, it's going to have to be free, so you're going to take on a lot of financial risk to get in. Number two, you might be telling them, like, hey, we're going to have free food. I don't know about you, but when I was in college, free food got me into a lot of places. I ended up going to a lot of places because they had free food. A lot of seminars because they had free food, right? So know your audience, man. Like, I I can't stress that enough. There's so many people that want to build a fan base but don't really know who their fans are. Don't even know how to attack their fans. And so before you can build that fan base, you got to know who they are or who they potentially can be might be a better way to stress it, right? So hopefully this helped. Like I know this um, this was one of those podcasts that I want to start really engaging with you more than what we've been doing. So I'm going to ask you the things that you want to know, and we're going to discuss them directly here on the podcast. And so just look out for those questions. Uh, you can follow me on all things social media at Straight Out The Den. You can follow me personally at Last Name Good. Uh, but also... Uh, Den Music Fest, November 26th. We're doing something for indie artists. We're cultivating indie art, music, and the only way that we can do that is, is building that that sense of discovery, right? Remember what it felt like when you heard something for the first time and you fell in love with it? Well, that's what we want to do with Den Music Fest. We're not about the frills and the VIP treatment and the big names. No, we're about discovery. We want the artists that show up on our shows two years from now you'd be like man i saw them at Dan music fest and they were dope then so i understand why people like them now that's what we're trying to create here that's what we are creating there's no trying in it um and if you don't believe me go and look at last year's show and see where those people are now people are moving they're progressing and it is what it is right we like to be early and that's what we pride ourselves in we want to find the talent super early so check it out we are going to roll out the first initial lineup very soon uh so for those details make sure you follow den music fest on all things social media you can follow straight out to den as well but uh, we're going to definitely roll that content out as it becomes available so look as always please 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 subscribe rate and review this podcast on wherever you listen it to if you're listening on itunes that's great. If you're listening on SoundCloud, if you're listening on Stitcher, if we're on Spotify, yes, we are on Spotify. We're not Spotify exclusive, but we are on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, that's cool. You can rate and review the podcast there. But hey, as always, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes reality. I'm Last Name Good at the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. See you guys next week.